0: Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hello? Hey, what's up? How's it going?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Great. Just had lunch or dinner or lunch.
1: Yeah, I just had dinner yeah. too.
0: <laughs> yeah, lunch, dinner, same thing. But yeah, I'm just chilling. How's your day going so far?
1: Man, well, it was a very uh, sleepy day. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still moving into my place. I'm trying to get my place ready for washer and dryer to be dropped off tomorrow. So it was just a lot of, uh, hanging out and cooking good food and relaxing.
0: Oh, you can cook. That's cool. (laughs) I'm like, like, I can't not cook. Like if you put a YouTube video in front of me. I'll knock it out of the park, but I cannot not like just cook from scratch, like okay, I'm a good yeah, 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 so what is it that you do
1: so I'm a second a d um a d stands for assistant director um mm-hmm. it's basically the person that is behind the scenes pulling all the strings, making everything work beautifully. And it definitely is um, something that if you want to be stressed out all the time, this is the job for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what's stressful about it?
1: Uh, It's just you're having to navigate very different personalities and very different communication styles and you're having to steer the ship in a way that uh is on time and everyone feels like they are heard and respected and but at the same time you're just on the inside you're just real anxious you're like okay we got to get the shot we got to get the shot you know so it's it's definitely a, a balancing act, um, and in, in how a, a film set should flow,
0: yeah. Now, so you direct film, you wouldn't like be an assistant director for like musical theater or anything, would you?
1: No, no, no musical theater, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, it would just be, uh, you know, short films, uh, feature films. But I haven't done any commercials yet, but that's, I'm working towards that. That's coming up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm actually working on a, uh, I have an idea for a TV show and I have a director, but I'm sure we like, we need assistant directors, right? I, I don't do this often. Like...
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um. if you need help with a schedule or something like that, you know, that's my job. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like you're you're trying to put all the pieces together, and you know when the schedule comes out and people ask, "Who? Why is this this way?" Just know that the AD has spent lots of mind power trying to figure out the best, most efficient way, and most cost effective way for a, a film shoot to go. So if something isn't like completely perfect, just know that there were other things uh, at play. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, with you being assistant director, uh, what made you want to choose this job? Like, why not be a director? Why be an assistant? Why not shoot for the top?
1: Uh, I feel like right now, at this point in my career, I'm not ready to be a director. I feel like um, I would like to learn other people's jobs in the the sense of like what's important to them. What do they ask me on a daily basis? You know, uh, a lot of it is just about, you know, how much time for this, how much time for that. But when you understand everybody's role and you understand how that works together to create something that is very malleable from beginning to end, you know, even if you have a script, the day of, hey, let's say weather comes into play. You know, now we're making new decisions. Now we're making decisions based on a new factor. So I feel like everyone, like learning how everyone is able to work together and something is, I think, what I do or what I what I strive to do, I should say.
0: Well, it definitely seems like you're, you know, good at your job. And I love you <laughs> for that answer. It was so humbling, you know, you know, because most people are like, oh, I'm good. I know I'm good. And they're garbage, but they know they're good, you know, <laughs> you know, but but you're like, I need to learn. I need to gradually get up there. Like, I love that about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and true I feel- because directors, you know, they're thinking on like this whole nother creative level and like. There's, there's so many more pieces for them and, like, the emotion that they're trying to pull. And, like, I just want to make that vision come uh, the best way that I know how is just by organizing the crap out of it and hoping and praying to God that it works, <laughs> you know? So I feel like yeah. this plays more to my personal strengths and how OCD I am in real life. And I feel like that's how I'm able to to translate, you know, myself into the job because it kind of already – aligns with my personality you
0: know yeah and it's funny because um like with me like I'm working on uh, I put my tv show on the back burner because the person that I want to direct it is like a whole two sins away yeah so I'll do that you know sometime later but say for instance um I'm working on a musical right now and the way I work is so like unique until people are like you need to be more structured I don't want to work with you and I'm like if you don't want to work with me that means you're just not meant to work on this project like I don't really call myself a you know a director although I could direct I just call myself an actor with an idea you know what I mean like say like say for instance the way I work I get an idea in my head And I'm like, okay, you, here's my idea for this scene. Help me write it. You, (laughs) help me write the lyrics. And most people can't write that way or can't work that way. There's nothing, you know, wrong with that. That just means that, you know, it's it's not for you. But the people that can do it, that are actually talented enough to do it, are actually working with me and I'm loving it. So let me ask you this: um, As an assistant director, what do you like most about the job, and what do you hate most about the job?
1: Okay, let's see. What I love about being a first—well, well, first or a second. Honestly, I I do both, but I'm trying to market myself as a second. Um, I like the human aspect of it, and I know that to me is it's it's kind of like you know, how can I, how can I make this other person feel heard and understood while I'm also like trying to process all of this information? It's making me really anxious. It's like, how do I control my, my, uh, my energy? So I'm not affecting, you know, um, the crew in a negative way or, 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 you know, in a way that, will make them feel rushed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a, to me, the, my favorite part of being an AD is finding that balance, finding that sweet spot that says, Hey, I'm being really stern and serious with you. We got to get this thing done. But at the same time, how can I show you love in that moment? And I think that's, um, I guess my style is, and and what I tend to focus more because it, it is uh, not for everybody you know it does it does yeah. take a lot of, of uh, mental preparation as well spiritual preparation for that to like come through in a way that you're proud of and I think what I least like about being an ad is uh, I don't I don't want to say this in a way that you know like makes... People upset or whatever, but it's just like um, I don't like when a production or the people who, you know, run the production don't know or have a clear vision of what they want or they have really loose connections and um, say, hey, yeah, we have this location, you know, we have it, you know, Tuesday, but they didn't figure out, you know, 6 a.m. is is the time that we have to be out of there, so we have to shoot overnight. You know, like just little things like that that I have that, that yeah. are like Easter eggs, are surprises, and I have to go in and like troubleshoot those things. And I know that's my job, but I'm I'm just saying that the uh, my least favorite part is just like spending energy on things that could have been avoided, and let's yeah. spend energy on being creative you
0: know exactly now I feel like with short films in Dallas they never get finished either somebody has to leave you know either their job gets you know and times don't schedule up like for example I've been a part of I want to say 24 short films and only two of them have gotten completed yeah you know so yeah, how can we, like, avoid that? Like, what are some precautions to take so that you'll have a vision and that it'll get, you know, completed?
1: Okay, so I think the biggest way, the biggest motivator around, is if you've invested a, money, a good amount of money into a project, you kind of that's kind of like a good way to, to get you, get you going. Cause if, if you only have X amount and you only, and you know that in order to get this done, you only have two days, you only have three days because bam, your money's gone. And, but in food alone by day two, then, then yeah. that right there is what, what makes you be like, okay, in your mind, we have to get this done between these hours. Like, this has to happen and i feel like if if people can do just that portion and get that done during production apply and adopt the same attitude for post-production you know um don't ask for freebies don't ask for um a favor hey homie i got this thing unless they've helped you in the past you know what i'm saying like i'm not saying don't ever work for free i'm saying i'm saying that there are. Oh, hold on, well, let me think. Oh no, I lost my train.
0: Woo-hoo! Um. Yeah. <laughs> it left. Bye. All right, but no, you were saying. Uh, I never heard of it like that. You were saying that. Um, don't not work for free, but like don't ask for any like handouts or something. Well, yeah,
1: because if if. If you only have your
0: because see here, here's my here's my thing about working for free. If I'm doing a project like the one I'm doing now, and I'm not making any money off of it, then I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to offer any money. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm a part of this wonderful project. I would like for you to be a, pro- a part of it too. If not, that's fine. If you do, that's even better, you know. But if I'm making a project that I plan on making money on in, like, any way, shape, or form, I'm definitely going to, like, offer pay. You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah, and definitely. And, you know, that's that's a great way to, like, learn and get connected and, you know, like get people practiced up, you know, because you have to have shoots like that where you have to go in and and work on your craft, you know. So I do agree with that, you know, but at the same time, I also know that I do this for full time. I know that if I'm your date, and -and so-and-so calls me for a commercial at full rate, I'm going to want to jump on that because I have bills to pay. You feel me? So like, I feel like yeah. there's, um, there's places and, and certain relationships that that's appropriate. But I also feel that, you know, in order to show your respect and your joy to somebody else, you also have to say, I value your time. Here's some cash. You feel me?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, time is valuable. And, and if you like, say, for instance, if you have to like jump on something else and the other person isn't paying you, the other person shouldn't get yeah, mad. Exactly. They, they should be like, okay, girl, I feel you. Go do what yeah. you, do. you know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, say, for example, like, who are some of your favorite assistant directors? Like, who do you look up to?
1: Okay. Um, so, I think my favorite in Dallas is Ariel Ortiz. She is just, Mm -hmm. she works her butt off. She's like there on it all the time, like focused. And she still has time to play. You know, she still has time to ask you, how are you? And genuinely mean it, you know? And so um, I say that I look up to her right now uh, the most Uh, But also uh, Rudy Gutierrez, he's a first and uh, I've talked to him a a few times and we were going to work on this project. Um, But I want to learn from this guy. I've I've heard nothing but amazing things. And uh, I would love to, you know, be a fly on the wall and see a sneak preview of uh, what I can learn and, and how I can grow.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, um let me ask you this: Where were you when you were like, "Okay, I want to assistant direct for like the rest of my yeah. life"? Where were you in that moment?
1: Okay, let's see. Um, so I I was a production assistant for about two and a half years, and. You know, I would do my little AD projects here and there, but um, there was just one show in particular, it was American Airlines, and uh, it really kicked my butt. It was about six days of, you know, grueling 12 hour plus days, and by the end of it, I was exhausted, uh, mentally spent, and emotionally spent, because it cost me my relationship. And it was just a mess. And I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done PA-ing. I am done pa Um, i got to start getting serious about uh, being a sexy. Hold on.
0: What, what, what do you mean by it cost you your relationship?
1: <laughs> like, there... I was, <laughs> I was hungry. I was tired. There was an argument that I had with an ex-boyfriend. And I was just like, listen, can we just not do this right now? I don't have, like, the energy to do this. But that argument cost us the relationship and the next day he's like I don't want to I don't want to do this I don't want to be here well
0: honestly if that cost you your relationship then I'm sorry the relationship wasn't that special and it wasn't you know, it, it was
1: not but... and you have a very good point there but it was just a <laughs> combination of all of that on top of this like horrible job and so I was just like okay uh, this is a good message to me that I don't need to be doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, what inspires you as an assistant director?
1: Uh, story. I mean, it, that's that's what it's been from the beginning, and that's what it's going to be until the end. So um, I just feel that, I don't know, you can call me a romantic or whatever, but I, I feel like stories that haven't been heard yet and um mm-hmm. that haven't been felt yet are important to create and um it's just amazing to see the people who create them because they themselves have stories that speak to you and move you in ways that you wouldn't know unless you were there you know and yeah. so i feel like that's what's pushing me forward and that's what keeps me crazy mad mad industry <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it's funny you say that. Now, what is a good example of a story that hasn't been told yet that you would like for it to be?
1: So I was just thinking about this the other day, but, um, so I'm really big into, um, just putting, putting awareness out there about social issues in the world. And, um, it came up about what mixed kids feel like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I have a black and a Mexican mixed siblings, uh, my brother and my sister. And I've never like thought to wonder like how, how would it feel to be, you know, in the middle of, of two races? Like how do each see you or what are the social implications for being a mixed kid? And I feel like, uh, that's probably going to be my next my next focus
0: yeah I'm, I mean there's a TV show called Mixedish right have you seen it
1: I haven't but that's more of like a comedy is that right
0: oh so you want to go like serious like full on like serious
1: oh, about this dude if, if if you know I, I mean, know like, that Mixed-ish, like, yeah.
0: Mixedish they touch on and I like it and I like like all of their shit because I don't know what it is about that writer, but he touches, like, problems that we go through as a people on the nose. Like, you know, everything on that show, like, we think, you know what sure, I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, it would, you know, kill me if my son was a Republican. You know, yes, you know, uh, we don't celebrate, you know, we don't, like... um Christopher Columbus Day, but we do take off work for it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's just little things. So they definitely do represent mixed kids well, but they they're coming from a more comedic sense. Like this is what we go through. Let's laugh about it. You know,
1: right? And that's yeah. But it's go too.
0: Yeah, but it's definitely not easy. But I definitely feel like there's never been what you're talking about a, a movie or a show that like hits it on in like a serious matter. Like it's not funny. Like this is what we go through. You know what I mean? So I can feel that. I can feel that. I'm actually writing a musical right now about two interracial couples who both family hate each other, you know? Oh. And uh, yeah, and the thing that separates my show from anybody else's is we're doing something that's never been done before. Each character has their own uh, genre, depending on their views.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So, like, say, for instance, a little summary is um, the uh, son, uh, James. Let's call him James, because I don't even have their names yet for crying mm-hmm. out James uh, lost his dad when he was six. His dad was a lawyer, but he got murdered by a police officer uh, during a routine traffic stop when he was six years old. Wow. You know, and leaving him to, like, step up. And he's taking care of, like, his little sister, you know, who's, like, he's 24 now, and his sister's, like, 19. And, you know, taking care of his mom as well. And it really... Put a bad taste in her mouth because that happened so she's kind of prejudiced towards white people because of that Mm. and um you know you have the uh white mom let's call her karen um because that's who she is she's like the stereotypical leave it to beaver type mom like anti-feminist she believes in women that women should be seen not heard and she definitely is heard Yeah, and she definitely is, even though she believes that, that's like an internal conflict, and we hook her up in the end. You know, everybody changes in the end except for the dad. Now, the dad, he's coming from a place of fear. Like, he legit feels like African Americans are, you know, going to want revenge one day. He's legit fearful that there's so many Hispanics and Mexicans that they're going to take over the world, and white people are going to be like, nothing right. you know he, you know and he's like huge Trump supporter i didn't want like one thing about my projects I hate dating them. I I want it to be modern, right. but I want it to be like okay, this could have took place in the 2000s or 2013, you don't know. Right. But um, say for instance like he loves 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 Trump. He thinks Trump is Jesus Christ, you know. Oh, and dang. and the, yeah, and the daughter is like the opposite of them. So the fact that and I don't know how familiar you are with musical theater, But since the two white parents are so, like, stuck in their ways, um, they only sing classical theater, like Ragtime, She Loves Me, Oklahoma, um, Carousel, Singing in the Rain. Um, The son and the daughter, they have more modern views, so they're more like Rent, Hamilton, Dear and Hanson. You know, and the uh, mother, she only sings gospel. And, like, there's a scene where both families come together and they're, like, arguing. And you you literally have a gospel, uh, classical, and pop and rap all in the same song. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and it really meshes together really, really well. I've been looking for a theater to put it on because I need it to be, like, a big theater, right. but yeah, it's it's definitely something that I've been uh working on and you know it is excited for giving me something to do during quarantine you know.
1: Oh man that sounds so exciting. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: Yeah but I love I'm with you. Like I hate that that's why I'm such a fan of social horror. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Social horror. Explain.
0: Okay, so social horror is like horror stories. Translated through everyday things like Jordan Peele's Get Out is a bomb movie translated in the form of racism and prejudice. Right. Um, Hereditary is a possession movie translated in the form of uh of grief. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so um, a good like, have you seen Hereditary? Yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. 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 Things like Hereditary, Us, Get Out. Midsommar, The Witch, those are all considered like social horror because they take horror elements through everyday, you know, everyday things, you know. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. And I love those movies. And like, that's a, I'm glad that that's a thing and that you educated me on that. I'm like, yo, that's really cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It actually has a name, you know. Yeah. Now, have you seen Midsommar?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Oh, man, the guy that directed Hereditary did it. You have to see it. Now, you're an assistant director, so your mind is, like, already insane. (laughs) So it'll probably take you, like, one look to get everything. But most people, like, hate the movie. And I'm like, how many times have you seen it? And they're like, once. And I'm like, no, like, it's a (laughs) cult movie translated in a revenge breakup movie. Like, it's one of those movies where you have to watch at least three times to somewhat get what's going oh, on. Oh,
1: wow. I love those movies.
0: Yeah. So I definitely, okay, you have homework. When you get a <laughs> chance, uh, definitely watch Midsommar. Uh, you've seen us, Hereditary and Get Out, though, Yes, right? I've seen it. Yeah. Have you seen The
1: Witch? I haven't because of other uh, agreements that I've made with myself. I, I won't watch anything that's kind of a cult in nature.
0: I mean, is it a witch movie? Yes, but, like, again, it's social horror. So it's told, like, translated through puberty. And, like, I find it funny because the director, actually, it took him 10 years to uh, make the movie because it's set in, like, the pilgrimage time period. And, yeah, and he wanted to make, it's a period piece, and he wanted to make sure he did his research and that everything was factual from like the clothes they wore to the way they, you know, to the way they talked. And like, one thing I like about it that a lot of people don't realize is each character represents one of the deadly sins. Like um, the father represents pride because he got kicked out of the village because he wanted to worship God his way. You know, like like the baby is obviously gluttony because, you know, all (laughs) it does is eat. Um, The son was lust because he was just hitting puberty looking at his sister, you know, the daughter's wrath and like so on and so forth. And it's a very good movie. I highly recommend it. Like I said, it's social horror so there's no pop-up or like I hate The Conjuring and I hate Insidious. The first one was good but they're cheesy, they're not scary at all and they have like jump scares that's not even scary. Like you'll like I went to go see uh, Mama with my mom, and we were sitting two rows apart, and there was a scene where a rabbit popped out, and I jumped so hard, my mom <laughs> <felt it>. two <laughs> road, two seats down, you know, like, it's annoying. I'm like, well, damn, what are you doing to me? You know what I mean? That's hilarious. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, yeah. but I highly recommend it. It, it, especially if you're a horror fan. Or if you're not a horror fan, you like period pieces, definitely check it out. Now what's one one movie that you would be like, okay, this was directed one hundred percent correct? You wouldn't change anything. Like I know as artists, we kinda it's hard for us to like put the art take the artist hat off and accept things for what we really, you know, for art, you know, but what movie did you do that with and was like, okay. This is one hundred percent how I would have done it. Not change anything. It's a great
1: movie. Oh wow, that's that's a really difficult question. I have to say, uh, okay, this is gonna sound really strange and kind of out there, but um, Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive. I really love. I really love that movie from beginning to end with the retro 80s soundtrack. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was the guy who is an in incubus or it could have been the guy who's in Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think, uh, who did the, the soundtrack on Forget Which. Uh, but yeah, it was just I love that movie from beginning to end. And Ryan Gosling was just amazing in it. And yeah, it it really <laughs> did it for me. And yeah, the cinematography I I think is like what my favorite part is in that movie the the pink and yellow neon lighting and and how how cool his gloves were when he gripped the steering wheel. Uh, but I I will say a thing for Ryan Gosling, but also
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say yeah, Ryan Gosling. Do yep, too. but
1: also uh, Baby Driver, very similar movie. Uh, I like driving movies, or you know, getaway drivers. Uh, but yeah, I really yeah, like that I think, movie.
0: I think you have the type. I think you have a type. <laughs> <laughs> um, what type of music do you listen to?
1: Uh, well, it, it really depends on my mood at that time. So um, back in the back in the day, maybe not, maybe like a year ago, I was all into soul music. Uh, you know, like new soul. R and B things like that, but um, right now I'm into like instrumental music. Um, I'm kind of liking the whole like on and it lasts for eight minutes, and you get to just vibe out for a sec. So I'm kind of into that yeah. right now. Uh, lo-fi uh, things like that, but um, I don't know as as far as pop and things like that on the radio. Uh, I'm not very connected with that yeah. uh aspect of it I know
0: as you uh as you should be <laughs> but who's your top who would you say be your top three singers of all time
1: oh, top three singers oh that's okay hm oh okay Isaac Gracie um mm-hmm. he he makes really good uh ballads um let me see I'm trying to think of people that that everybody knows. Okay,
0: I don't want people that everybody. I want to know your three top 3 singers of all time.
1: <sighs> well, that's so hard because there's so many. Okay. Uh I got to I got to say Lauren Hill got to
0: of obviously. obviously. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then let me see. Number 3 Gosh, it's so difficult. Let me think. Um, I don't know if I should give her this credit right now, but I'm really loving what Baby Girl's putting out. Uh, Billie Eilish. I really love what she's putting out right Are now. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding you. Like, you... I've been vibing were you,
0: out. W- were you not, not going to give my girl, Billie, her tea? <laughs> like,
1: oh she's my so God. young. There's still so much that she has yet to do. I'm just so excited.
0: But, But I mean, okay, so I went to her concert last year. And I had never experienced anything like this. Like, of course, I was the oldest guy there. <laughs> of course, I was the only guy there. But, but it was like um, fifty thousand people singing in unison. Like, it was so magical. And she's so down to earth. Like, she still lives in the same house. Like, twenty nineteen was her yeah. year. Yeah. Like, you, you, you know, you're good. When you come for Ariana Grande's crowd, like <laughs> completely snatched it off her head, she's like, "I'm here,
1: you know." I, mean, I ain't going I, nowhere. I, I,
0: you know, but I honestly, and she's a great vocalist too. Like her vocals do not give do like the radio does not do her voice justice at all. She sings ten times better than what's on oh, the radio, yeah. and I and I feel like it had a lot to do also with timing. Because I feel like she came at the right time where being depressed and mental health was a thing.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So so people were like, oh, I'm going to be sad and listen to Billie Eilish. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Now, this is an even harder question. Top three songs of all time. Like, what songs have made you feel something? Happy, sad,
1: you know Oh, like? my goodness. Okay, let's see. Hey Ya, yeah, Outcast. I love that song.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. For some strange reason I can How? Tell you. you just look like a hey Yow person, I'm, you know? I'm,
1: I'm seriously just if if I can sing to it, if I can dance to it, I'm playing that motherfucker. Like that's that's just the thing that <laughs> you could tell it's one of my songs. You,
0: you saying motherfucker like warmed my heart. <laughs> like I feel like I can I feel like my whole week is made, and I can just tackle it. You know, <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: like I'm ready for anything right now. <laughs> but yeah, you 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 seem like the type of person would give a shout out to your, you know, mom and dad for you know sticking together even though they don't know how. <laughs> you you sound like you look like a hey y'all person. So. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes, you're <Yeah>. right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You probably never heard of these guys. Um... Unknown Mortal Orchestra. They have a song called Honeybee. And Honeybee is my theme song. If I was if I walked around and my theme song played, it'd probably be this song.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to check them out. What is their name?
1: Unknown Mortal Orchestra.
0: Mm-hmm. And give me one more.
1: Um, so this is this is like middle school's, like middle school time in the early 2000s. But my favorite song then and still has a real good spot in my heart right now <laughs> is Santeria by Sublime.
0: Uh, I don't practice Santeria. <laughs>
1: Santeria.
0: I don't let no Crystal ball. Yeah. You know, I for, for years I did not know he was saying my baby. Yeah. Like, I don't know, uh, I I don't know what I thought he was saying, but I really want to know, my baby. Like, I don't know what I thought it was, but it wasn't what I thought it was. Like, I guess I thought it was an ad lib or something, but yeah. Uh, Me and my friends got high and we uh, were on the couch singing it. And I was like, hold on stop everything my baby really all these years yeah but that's definitely that's definitely uh a, a, a classic uh my favorite sublime song i don't know the the name of it but it's the i don't ever want to feel like i did that day what's what's the song uh is it under a bridge or something yeah that's where hot
1: chili peppers right yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well it's random. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, everybody in the everybody in the nineties is like one person to me. <laughs>
1: sublime. You know, like, you,
0: you know, like I would be like, what's that uh sublime <laughs> song? A little bit of Monica in my <laughs> life. Like everybody, everybody's the same. Everybody's the same. <laughs> you, you wanna know something funny? I uh, last year my friend gave me that c- CD, uh the Lou Vega cd for my birthday because i'm obsessed with the 90s and i kid you not every single song on that cd sounds exactly the same i believe it <laughs> I
1: believe like it.
0: like literally like have you heard uh one plus one from him i think so how's it been? yeah it's like the same <laughs> as uh <laughs> it's, it's it's like let me know one plus one is oh, two. No. Let me show sort of you what you can do. And it's funny because there was a uh, there was a uh, Jordan, there was a key and pill spit <laughs> about that where, like, the guy that um, created uh, the Goosebumps soundtrack, he came out with some new songs, and it was literally the same. Like, he made a song about, like, uh, for a French toast commercial. I ain't afraid of no toast, you know, and that's exactly... <laughs> How his song, and I was like, "No, no wonder why he's a one-hit wonder, and his career went nowhere." Exactly. Like
1: each song sounds exactly the same.
0: Yeah. Now, give me your top three movies of all time.
1: <clears throat> Dang it! Top three movies. Okay. Well, first of all, my my number one movie of all time is an animation. It's The Lion King. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, have you seen Lion King too? Uh,
1: or the the new one? You mean the live action one that they did?
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about Lion King 2. Like there's Lion King 1 and there's Lion King 2. Have you seen it? I don't
1: watch Lion King 2 really ever. Uh, I know I've seen it in my lifetime, but I don't remember watching that. I mean, like, you know, I don't remember a whole bunch from it. But yes, I I have seen it. Yes.
0: See, see, because I like Lion King one is like loosely based off of Hamlet. Like they said it was an accident. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, copied it word yeah. for word. But, but uh, Lion King two is actually based off of Romeo and Juliet. Oh. And like, I, I, yeah, and like I forget what they call it. I mean, you probably know more than I do, but what is it called? I like to call it sister songs, like for every song in the Lion King. There's a song in Lion King 2 that mirrors it. Like instead of Scar singing um Be Prepared, yeah. there's uh Scar's baby mama singing That's My Lullaby. And instead of uh Can You Feel the Love Tonight, it's uh Love Will Find a Way. Oh. And I you know, so I highly recommend you watch Lion that King Lion King, King 2 as well. Cause to me, Lion King 2 is better than Lion King 1. I'm sorry. I said <laughs> what I said. Like, I don't know if it's because I, I'm just not a fan of Hamilton. Hamlet. Hamlet. Ah, Hamlet. Yeah. And I love Romeo and Juliet better, but I, I love Lion King 2 better. So I definitely <laughs> say um, check that out. Check that out. Um, have you seen All Dogs Go to Heaven? I have, yeah. Yeah, that's a very... I, I feel like if that movie was with humans instead of dogs it would be rated R.
1: I think you're right.
0: Cuz like think about it. A guy kidnaps a girl just for gambling benefits. Then another guy kidnaps that same girl that the other guy tried to have killed.
1: Yeah. You know, like
0: there's a lot like, of darkness I, in that
1: in that cartoon for sure.
0: Yeah, it's almost like somebody said we can't make this we're in children's films. And they're like, okay, let's just change them to dogs. And, <laughs> you know, they grieve at it. Uh, yeah. What about uh, an extremely, uh, not extremely, but a goofy movie? Have you seen that one? Uh,
1: yes. Oh, I do love that one, actually. That one's good.
0: Yeah. I actually own a Powerline concert T. Oh, really? So, Yeah. <laughs> definitely it was funny because i got in my friend's car because he loves concerts and he's like oh what concert is that and i'm like power line only the greatest concert ever only seven minutes long <laughs> because he only has two songs but yeah uh what are your other two faves
1: um let's see all right okay um this will probably be number three uh greece i really love greece the musical,
0: okay, <laughs> I can respect that unpopular opinion over here. I got you, and
1: um okay this okay, this movie's a little out there, um but it's called ink i n k, and um you can tell that it's a little low budget um uh, but i I just love the story i i just i don't know, it's really beautiful to me uh. But yeah, it's it's kind of like a sci-fi action adventure. Um and uh it it's all about this the main character and, and his character evolution from being a uh, money hungry like corporation, you know, head honcho and and also being a father to his daughter. And um yeah. that really hits home with me in a, in a in an intimate way. But, yeah, I'd say that that would be uh, up there, which, and it's funny because, like, no one's ever seen it, ever. <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, let's see. Uh, who's your favorite director of all time?
1: <sighs> favorite director. I mean, it's weird because it's not my personality. Um but he, as a writer and as an artist, is is what I strive to be, you know? And, and it's just mm-hmm. authentic and and raw and strange as I want to be. And that would have to be Quentin Tarantino.
0: Uh, I get him a lot. A lot of people. He's very popular. If you could work with any director, like D-I-A-D, for any director, who would it, it be? It would
1: not be him, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Honestly, it would it would have to be somebody somebody here local. Honestly, I wouldn't want. To. Yeah, yeah. That's what I
0: was. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I'm gonna just go on the limb here and say me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so um, let me ask you this. Uh, Has there ever been a movie where you were like, wow, I wish I could have been on set and, like, you know, assisted with this? Or, like, because I told, I asked you in the beginning, like, oh, my God, this is, like, uh, the perfect movie. I wouldn't change. Have there ever been a movie where you were like, okay, they needed me for this? Oh, like,
1: like, um like it wasn't that good and, and if they had me it would have been yeah. better.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um man, that's a hard one. Let me see. Let me check. You're
0: like there's a lot of there's a lot of crappy movies
1: out Let there. Let me see. Man, that's a hard one. I'm not we have to come back to that because like if I don't like a movie, I normally just put that in the back of my head and I'm like never watch that movie again and then that's all I need to know <laughs> all I need to remember well
0: you, well you know I don't know about you but sometimes like I love a good bad movie like say for instance um Soul Plane or uh, Superman you know like, sometimes I want to look l- like sometimes I'm like okay I need to see a horrible movie right now <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs>
1: Well, that's where you and me are different. I'm just like, I don't want to waste You're... my time here, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I guess I can appreciate it. I like have you seen Wow Wow West?
1: Wow Wow West. Oh with, with Will Smith? Yeah. Yes, that is a bad movie. <laughs> horrible movie.
0: But I enjoy it. It's a horrible movie. I, love and that. Kicks, yeah. and I mean, thank God he got paid for it, but he kicks himself in the ass every day. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but he had two choices, be in Wild, Wild West or be Neo in um oh the matrix
1: my did you God. know that i did not know that
0: yeah he turned down the matrix oh, for no. wild wild west can you no. believe that ah.
1: but you know what he's made up for it in the rest of his career so most you know.
0: definitely most <laughs> definitely and have you seen uh pluto nash with eddie murphy
1: no i haven't pluto nash
0: yeah nobody ever has i don't recommend it to everybody it sucks but i kind of like it and see the reason why it (laughs) sucks the reason why it sucks it came out before like superhero movies were popular and i could have just imagined like on paper it sounds amazing but when they actually shot it it comes off as like a really corny ass superhero movie uh oh
1: I see what... oh, I do know what you're talking about, yeah, I have seen that yes, 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 yeah, yeah, now was a favorite, but it it wasn't like completely horrible either
0: yeah it it was up there, it was up there now, who's an actor and actress that you would love to work with in one of your projects, besides me, of course
1: well, um. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but Zazie Beats or Zazzy uh Zazzy Beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She I I really look uh forward to her movies. I really like um her style. And if I could work with her, I totally would love to.
0: Mm-hmm. And a guy.
1: A guy. Let's see. Um he hasn't done anything in a while um adrian brody um i would i would love to work with him too
0: mhm now who are your top 3 actors actresses or both ever like actors that you just say okay i see you and i have to see this movie because you're in it
1: um, Jim Carrey, mm, yeah, Keanu Reeves. Um, and uh, I mean, dang, I love Will Smith too. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: you gotta put Will up there.
1: I know, I have to. Uh, to all, Morgan, Freeman. all men, too, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Meryl Streep. I mean, there's just so many that I could pick from um Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like weird actors. I mean not like weird actors, but like actors that most people don't um like crowd around for. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Like uh okay, but uh you definitely have you seen uh so, uh Euphoria?
1: No. To me that the concept right there it, to me, it, it just kind of, like, sexualizes kids or, like, like teenagers, you know? And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to be watching all that.
0: Well, well, I don't think it sexualizes them. I, I think they're going for, like, a Degrassi approach. Like, hey, this is what's happening. You know, this is what your are right. Because it does, like, I feel like everybody knows at least one character from that show. You know, or has... <laughs> one characteristic from that show. But I, I love it because Zendaya, mad Zendaya, like, I've, I've only seen her take one bad photo in her whole entire life.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Like, she's awesome. Uh, and I feel like she's a nice person. I definitely get, like, Zendaya vibes from you. You know, like, I feel like you guys are both, you know, down to earth, you know, definitely good people. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, well, that's fantastic. I mean, I think she's a gorgeous human being. And, yeah, I mean, she's she's up and coming too, right?
0: I mean, I think she's here. <laughs> yeah, you
1: think she's here? <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, she has, like you said, she has so much more work to do, but, like...
1: Right, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, there's so much more that I'm just, like, afraid to speak too soon, if that makes sense, you know?
0: Yeah, but I feel like she's definitely got her head on straight you know she's never she could never be a Bella Thorne not to diss Bella Thorne or anything but she's yeah she I don't see Zendaya making her OnlyFans anytime soon I'll just say that
1: oh yeah for sure
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but it was so great talking to you I hope I didn't keep you long too long because I know you're like uh you're you're, you're, you're feeling it right now <laughs>
1: I am you're right you're right and I hope you know um you know this conversation went the way that you wanted it to go and... it did I had fun I
0: hope you did didn't you have fun
1: yeah I did I did very very surprised very pleasantly surprised
0: how <laughs> long surprised what did you think you thought oh this guy is uh
1: no you no know... it's just I've never done a podcast like recording before you know so I'm just like I'm a perfectionist and anytime I, I do something I want to do it to the best of my ability and I know that like this is something I can't really prepare for, you know, it's just like, you got to just do it and swing it. So hopefully. That's
0: so cool. I love that about you, you know, (laughs) and like, I the one thing that attracted me to you is besides that we have a lot of friends in common, you had a good vibe about you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like you seem like a really good person and your hair like oh my god <laughs> look at your hair it's gorgeous it's so
1: curly. <laughs> you know it it, it
0: you know it, it's like it's a you know it, it's like it's its own person almost you
1: know. It is its own person. You should you should meet it in the morning. It, it dictates how my day's going to go and how it's going to look. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, I have uh I have curly hair too. Not as much as yours but I, I feel <laughs> I, I I feel you. I I'm obsessed with hair. I my mom's a beautician, and I spent like a good twenty years in a beauty shop. So,
1: oh wow! Yeah. So you know a thing or two
0: you know I can I, I, I can work a flip I'll say that okay, I can I, okay. I, you know I can I can work a flip. I could definitely get your hair straight I would say that
1: <laughs>
0: okay nice <laughs> you know I've dated a lot of mixed girls and they're like how did you do that like <laughs> Jesus and I'm like it's not easy I needed some holy water and some less oil like <laughs> <laughs> it's a good
1: product a good flat iron. yeah girl Got you know, right.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, like, I have this thing where I want to, like, collaborate in some way or form with everybody on my podcast, especially since most of you guys are from Dallas, which is, like, where I'm at right now. But, I, you know, I definitely want to uh, work with you. After the podcast, I'm going to hit you up sometime, and I'm going to go over some ideas with you because I could definitely, like – use your input you know if not just for advice you know
1: oh yeah definitely yeah hit me. yeah
0: up. yeah because i got this idea like my friend he's a uh film director but he's like up and coming and he's like i want to like do this and i have visions but you know it's kind of hard to get people together and i said well maybe you should just do like commercials like fake trailers for like all your ideas so that's something that i would like to do like do like a fake trailer like um i'm gonna hit you up later because i don't want nobody to steal my shit now
1: yeah
0: exactly you know i had an idea for a tv show and i wanted to do like american horror story style like promos for it you know i think that would be like really really cool. Yeah, it's over in, you know, in that field. You know, not too witchy. You know, I think it would be something you think if Riverdale um Sabrina the Teenage Witch had a kid pretty much. Okay. You know, it, it's it's definitely a uh a murder mystery. Well, I guess I can tell you about it. I'll cut it out. Um uh during the time of Shakespeare, people saw how big of an influence he had on people. So these uh group of uh sorcerers wanted to make their own school where they can make more Shakespearean people. Um and the school fast forward today is like on Juilliard oh, Amda type level, you know? Yeah. But the cat but the catch was the devil came to them and they, he said you have to like Sacrifice a virgin every 100 years in order for your school to be successful. And, like, yeah. And so, like, you have a group of friends, and one of their friends dies mysteriously. And the group of friends are trying to, like, figure it out. It's very, like, strange days at Lake Hosie High. Yeah. Because they know something's up, but, like, the audience knows. But they don't know. So they're like, you know, and there's hints like the school mascot is like a billy goat. You know, the floors, school floors are like checkerboard oh, black and white. So yeah. there, there's definitely some hints that the school isn't what it seems. Right. A little
1: but, esoteric.
0: Yeah. So definitely, definitely. Ooh, speaking of that, have you seen Lovecraft Country?
1: Lovecraft Country. Where, where is that on Netflix?
0: It, it's on uh, HBO Max. Oh,
1: no, I don't have HBO. No, I don't watch that.
0: Uh, it's a good, I highly recommend it. It's a great show. It's kind of like that, too. Like, it takes place during the uh Jim Crow era, okay.
1: Ooh. but it,
0: yeah, but do you know who HP Lovecraft is? No, who's that? He's literally the greatest storyteller, like scary storyteller oh. of all time, but he was a racist bigot, oh. and that's what makes the show 10 times better because they're taking his ideas and making the main cast black. Oh, and I was shit. like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I know he's freaking like turning over <laughs> in his brain. Like he's in hell right now. And every Sunday the devil forces him to watch and he's like, no, <laughs> no, get these niggas off the screen. No. But you know, and which makes it even, even 10 times better. And I feel like everybody, should watch it I've learned a lot like they show what a sundown town is and you know I found out what a rough ride was and like episode three was one of the most powerful episodes on a TV show I've seen since Orange is the New Black oh, Like wow. it's yeah it's really a really good um you know, good series, and and like it has racism, but it also has his monsters. And you know, it's sad when like the police are coming, and you're more relieved that the monsters are there <laughs> than, the actual, than the actual police. You know, you're like, okay, they're not racist; they don't care who they kill, right. so they might have a chance. <laughs> you know, and and like say, for instance, um, some of the uh, white people have. Uh, are magic and one thing that's more scarier than a racist white person is a racist white person from Hogwarts. Oh my you gosh, know? yeah! So, you know, but yeah, <laughs> um, and I love how like each episode pays homage to something, like, episode three was very American horror story you know, they had a Emmett Till as an Easter egg. They didn't say his name, but they called him by his nickname, and he was having the Ouija board, and he asked him, would I have a great trip? And the Ouija board said no, because, of course, his untimely death, and um, you know, uh, like last night's episode was very uh, paying homage to Journey to the Center of the Earth, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, you know, so it was definitely, I highly recommend it. Like, if you don't want to pay for HBO Max, I know some websites that I can hook you up for free ninety nine. Oh shoot! So, <laughs> hey,
1: you have to text that to me then.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I uh, like I. It's funny because I only go to like the movies for like movies where I'm like super excited for. But shoot, I will turn on my TV, my smart TV, type in that website. Clearest day, like what you paying for Netflix for? You know what I mean. That's
1: what's up. I will put
0: you up on game, man. I will put you up on (laughs) game. Thank you,
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah, but anyways, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you so much for your time. I hope I kind of made your head feel a little bit better.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you you did. You did. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You Yeah, you know, sometimes a good old fashioned conversation is the best medicine.
1: You're right. You're right. And thank you for uh, for. Texting me and keeping me on that because if you didn't do that, my motivation would have been you know. So appreciate that you staying on me.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And I I love your voice, by the way. You have like the perfect voice for podcasting. (laughs) It's it's not what I expected, you know. When I (laughs) saw your picture, I expected a much higher voice. Right, right. You know, but but I love your voice, you know, it's very, it's very Chill. I was expecting you to be like,
1: yo, what's up? I'm Jazzy. How's it going?
0: That's funny. It's just